Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, July 12th. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we appreciate your continued support every Sunday night. Uh, just so that you know, if you have a comment or a question during tonight's show, the call-in number is 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. Now I'm going to turn it over to my co-host, Denise. She has some things to share. Let me bring her on the line. There we go. Can you hear me, Denise? Hello? All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Um, she may can you hear me? Technical difficulties. Oh, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. Um, uh, good evening. <laughs> and welcome, everyone, <laughs> once again to the show. Sorry about that. I forgot to take myself off of mute. Um, thank you guys for joining us again tonight. Uh, we are happy to have you uh, with us tonight. Remember, if you want to c- uh, call in and ask a question or make a comment, it's 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. And you can join the conversation as well over on Twitter uh, with our Beauty Talk underscore media uh, Twitter account. We will be using the hashtag Beauty Talk so you can follow the conversation there. And, um, again, we're just happy to have you all and happy to have all of our listeners from around the world joining us again uh, once again uh, this evening or whatever time it is where you are. So we just thank you guys so very much again. And I briefly wanted to start out asking the question about um, virtual, how should I say it, virtual expos or virtual um, conferences. Like what do you think about having a virtual like IMATS or virtual in the makeup show? Um, it seems like a lot of different events are, of course, going to, um, going to be virtual this year due to uh, the coronavirus pandemic. So I'm just curious is what do people think about that whole idea? I do remember when the, um, when the uh, NBA draft, the, their vir- uh, virtual version of the draft, uh, on Zoom, I just remember watching and thinking how successful 
um, it was, you know, how, how successful everything turned out. Like, I mean, I watched the whole first, probably first three rounds and it's like, you know, everything happened without a glitch. There were no technical problems that, that I could see, you know, myself. Um, it just seems like everything went really, really well. And I thought, wow, this is probably something that I think that they could uh, cut down on a lot of costs maybe, and this could be something that they continue, uh, you know, for, for into the future. So I'm just wondering, like, because think about all of the IMAX shows around the world that didn't get a chance to take place, like um, IMAX London uh, I think was the next one up. Then I think IMAX New York was switched to September, and so I don't think that's happening. And then, you know, we're coming back around. You have um, um, IMAX uh, Toronto, and then you have uh, Vancouver, and then, you know, you have uh, L.A. in January. And so I'm thinking, you know, would it benefit, you know, Michael Key to have um, those trade shows virtually? Would would we as makeup artists get anything from that? I'm just wondering, you know, because basically what it does at this point is it, it takes all of the the shopping away and it just makes it just straight education. Unless there's a way that, you know, maybe the vendors can find a way to, um, of course, on their online, you know, stores, you know, offer discounts or things like that, you know, for people attending the expo. But it just takes that element away and it's like strictly – you know, inspiration and education. I'm just wondering what you thought about that. Like, do you think that's something that, you know, that we're headed in that direction for these trade shows? Well, let me just first um, make it very clear that Michael Key has not announced anything like that um, at all. No. Uh, For IMAT. So just wanted to make that clear. But to be honest with you, um, I, you know, here's the thing. We are, you know, we have all had to make adjustments because of COVID-19. Okay. So we know that these trade shows will be changing. So my thing is, if it's being offered virtually, I believe that's a good thing because at least we get to have at least a piece of the expo. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is this. You still get the education. No, you're not there spending your money on product. No, you're not um, meeting up with your friends in a different city or country or what have you, whatever it is traditionally that you do. But you still get the education. And at the end of the day, for me anyway, when I attend these trade shows, for me, it's about the education, whether I'm educating or whether I'm sitting in on someone's, you know, someone else's session. It's about the education for me. So for me, it's great. Just like you said, you know, with the, the NFL draft, how it was successful. Well, so was the BET Awards. And honestly, I preferred <laughs> this year's BET Awards over a whole lot of other ones. Most of the time, I never really watch and pay attention, but the way that, you know, they presented it, it was wonderful. You never even really knew that people, I mean, you know, I know that they did a lot of performances, you know, like on location somewhere or what have you, but 
here's the thing. It's an opportunity for people to get creative with how they present information. So, for instance, if someone wants to educate, say, for instance, at a virtual IMAT or a virtual makeup show or something like that, or even at one of the big, um, you know, beauty trade shows, um, if someone wants to do a demo, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with them doing a demo with one, you know, with a model, and it just be them. You know, right. you could still do that virtually. So I don't see anything wrong with it. It just doesn't have the element of, of uh, I can't say it don't, because you know what? You could always set up your virtual ex, um, trade show and have a, have a time period where new products are introduced. Maybe even have owners of products come on and have a time where they're introducing their product, demonstrating their product, and you have the opportunity to go out to their website and purchase it. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's not the same thing, but, but hey, no one expected any of this, and so we know that things have to change. So I don't, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. I know that the Emmys coming up, I think it's, I think, if I'm not sure, I think the Emmys are in September, I believe, but coming up, the Emmys, um, are going virtual, and I don't see anything, I don't see anything wrong with that. So I mean I think it's a great idea because if you can't do it any other way, then just do it the best way you can. Right. So that's my take. that's my take. On right. It. Right. I love the idea. I really do. I love the idea of uh, of most things being virtual because at least we can continue to experience experience them and you know in some way. Um, we don't, right. We're not missing out on on certain things, um, especially when it comes to education. You know, I mean, you can you can shop online anyway from all of these vendors. You can shop online. They're having sales all the time. Even if they're not having sales, you can get the product that you need. But right now, right. we're not using it anyway. We're not going anywhere or doing right. anything, especially in film and TV, to use the product. So right now, if I can get some online education, why not? I would love that. If I can get some online um, inspiration, you know, having a keynote speaker speak, why not? Why not? I yeah, think that absolutely. would be a great idea so that, so that nothing's really lost. You know, you can't say, oh, it didn't really happen. Well, it, it can happen. It can happen. Mm-hmm. But just not the way we're used to it happening. You know, we're used to it happening. And so I think – that's something that we definitely have to get used to that, you know, right now we're in a period, a period where things almost have to change. And, you know, yeah. I think we can just, we should try to find a way to adjust, you know, I think we'll be better right. off. And, and, and then hopefully this is just temporary, you know, when things eventually go back to um, somewhat the way they, you know, the way they were where people can gather in large crowds, then, you know, it'll be back to that. But right now that's not, that's not the way, it, the way it is. And so you just have to deal okay. with it. Um, I will say though, um, it could be a lot though. After a while, you know, you're sitting in front of your computer all the time because everything now is mm-hmm. online and you get one zoom call after another one you know, everybody's going to online. Well, you know, online education is nothing new, but everything's online right. now. And then it's just like you're sitting there watching everything online. It could be a lot. It could really be, you know, it could be a whole lot. But, again, like you said, just to 
experience a piece of something that was that would normally either be canceled for the year, I think it's a great idea. I right. think it's a great idea. <clears throat> and speaking of online, um, I've been mentioning the last few weeks um, PBA, the Professional Beauty Association, you know, they have a webinar um, series of, of courses. And coming up um, this month and in August, the um, UDAD webinar series, it's um, you join UDAD Curl Experts as they help us take an in-depth look at everything curls in this three-part webinar series. And you can register now. Um, July 27th, Jess O'Brien, and for those on the East Coast, that's 2 p.m. and 11 a.m. on the West Coast. And that's all of the, the, the webinar series starts at 2 p.m. here on the East Coast, 11 a.m. on the West Coast. Again, July 27th is Jess O'Brien. August 3rd is Stevie Kennedy. And then August 10th is Kara Jacob. Okay, one more time. July 27th, Jess O'Brien, August 3rd, Stevie Kennedy, and then August 10th, Kara Jacob. And again, that's 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time. And just also wanted to remind those, I did mention this last week, but um, Julius Caesar, his webinar will be August 10th. Uh, the time is a little different, though. It's August 10th at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9.30 a.m., so that's very early, um, uh, on the West Coast. Again, that's Julius Caesar on August 10th, and you can register for all of those webinar um, sessions at probeauty.org. Again, that's probeauty.org, and that's their education and webinar uh, series. The Powder Group has their, excuse me, creative exploration workshops um, starting this week. They are produced in partnership with the Provincetown Art Association um, and Museum. Again, that's Monday, July 13th through Friday, July 17th. So all of this week coming up. Um, it's all online, of course. And it starts at 3 p.m., and it's a Zoom session, okay? So, again, that's 3 p.m. Zoom, Monday through Friday, July 13th through the 17th. You can register today. Um, and let me just tell you a little bit about it. Um, they've, done, they've done this before, of course, and this year's session will be taken, of course, online, completely online this year. And it's designed to expand the attendees' creative and artistic boundaries. This industry-shifting event will invite participants to step out of their comfort zone and experience art and creativity across a broad spectrum of mediums of fine art. So just reminding you guys that there's no makeup application going on, no makeup artistry or makeup application at all. Um, so, you're, so the attendees will not need their makeup kits, makeup brushes or tools or anything like that. Once you register for the session, a list of supplies will be sent to you for, you know, for the things that you need for the program, okay? So for those who are TPG, the Powder Group, pro members, each session is $20. 
And if you want to take all of the sessions, that's $100. For PBA, which is Pro Beauty Association members, $40 per session. And if you want to take all of the sessions, it's $200. And then for non-members, it's $60 per session and $300 for the full um, complete session. Okay, and so some of the presenters at this year's workshop will be on Monday, July 13th, Mark Adams. He's ink and watercolor. On July 14th, it's Sean Robertson, and she is collage. On Wednesday, July 15th, it's Heather Bloom. She's mixed medium drawing. Thursday, July 16th, is Joe Novice. He's photography. And then Friday, July 17th, is Laura Shabbat, and she's acrylic figure painting. Okay, so again, it's July 13th through the 17th. Mark Adams, Sean Robertson, Heather Bloom, Joe Novice, and Laura Shabbat. And again, you can register now, so make sure you go to um, thepowdergroup.com and look up their events, and you can register there. Okay, and then another thing that's coming um, from the Prouder Group is Makeup One-on-One. So this is Save the Date, um, start preparing for it. You can register now at powdergroup.com also. But it's Makeup um, 101, August 10th and 11th. That's a Monday and Tuesday. Again, August 10th and 11th. And it's, um, their times are 12 noon to 1.30, 2 p.m. to 3.30, and 4 p.m. to 5.30 each day. Okay? And these sessions are, again, online Zoom sessions. Okay, these these um, sessions will be led uh, by the Powder Group's Director of Artistry, James Vincent, and Bethany Towns. Okay, and again, that's 101, Makeup 101. There's a lot of things that they'll be going over, but I'll just give you just a couple of them. Um, some of them are just getting started, marketing and promotion, social networking, um, color theory, beauty makeup application, self-evaluation, uh, and working with clients, among other things. And then also um, during uh, a portion of the event, they will also cover, and this is just a quick um, summary of some things, not everything, but you know, of course, prepping the skin, eye color application, uh, brow shape and application using texture, hygiene and sanitation, and setting up makeup, just, you know, just to name a few of the things. Again, a supply list will be provided for those who will participate. And for TPG, the Powder Group Pro members, it's $490. For non-TPG members, it's $690. And you must pay a deposit of $250 to hold your space. Again, $250 is required to hold your space. 
If you are a powder group member, it's $490. And if you're not, it's $690. And if you have any questions whatsoever, um, or if you would like to register by phone, you can call 212-627-7447. Again, that number is 212-627-7447. Or you can email Kenya, K-E-N-Y-A, at thepowdergroup.com. Um Okay, they do give a PayPal. Uh, they said for for any payment other than the full payment amounts, uh, so I guess they're meaning your deposits, you can send payment through PayPal if you would like, and that would be um, send it to payments at thepowdergroup.com. Again, that's payments, P-A-Y-M-E-N-T-S, at thepowdergroup.com. And that's all I had as far as information on events and upcoming dates. Um, so we'll be right back. I'm just going to quick go to a quick commercial. We'll be right back. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our Friends Discount Program and shop with us today at Friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com, friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818 691 1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right. We are back and I'm going to turn it over to Denise. I know she had some some interesting things she discussed during an interview earlier last week. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you. All right. Thank you very much. So basically, it's going to be another question that I'm going to pose to you, but first, I just want to introduce it a little bit. Um, so I've, I've been, uh, you know, just during this whole um, Black Lives Matter movement and just, you know, talking a lot about, uh, you know, police brutality and, you know, Black Lives Matter, um, the whole Black Lives Matter sparked a whole movement that did not just end with uh, police brutality. Um, it's 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 making us take a, a deeper look into um, some other issues, um, some other issues concerning diversity uh, within entertainment. Um, you know, diversity within um, the makeup industry, diversity within the hair industry, especially when, as it pertains to um, film and television, you know, something that we do, something that we're very familiar with. Um, 
You know, there have been act, actors like Gabrielle Union who've spoken out about it, you know, um, long before now. Um, it's always seemed to be an issue uh, for a lot of black actors um, when it comes to um, working on certain film and television projects and not necessarily having um, having people of color available uh, who are familiar, familiar with certain hair textures, you know, to do their hair. Um, I think a lot of actors, I know just over the years, I've, I've heard a lot of actors talk, um, especially years ago, I, I hear, I've heard a lot of actors talk a lot about makeup and not necessarily having, um, you know, them going on to shows and having um, white artists doing their makeup and, and not necessarily knowing how to um, match their skin tone. But here lately I've been hearing more of the opposite, more of like hair, you know, not having someone of color to be able, you know, to, to be able to do their texture of hair. Um, because you do have a lot of white hairstylists who are only familiar with, um, you know, their particular hair type and not necessarily anyone who may have a more uh, kinky or curlier hair type. Um, so it's been an issue. It's been an issue for a long time. And I think now more people are um, talking about it. More people are investigating the matter. Um, and it's also not just with, with actual hair and makeup, but with now also with the hair and makeup artists, um, not having um, shows where they're, they're predominantly um, actors of color on set and not having any representation in the hair and makeup trailer, you know, to, to do their hair and makeup. Um, and it's not a thing where someone who's white can't do the hair and makeup of, of a person of color, but it comes down to a lot of times you will have um, white artists who are not comfortable with doing uh, the hair and makeup of a person of color. And you'll, and then it also comes down to sometimes the actor just wants to see someone that looks like them. And um, I think we're getting more and more into that, the actor wanting to see someone who looks like them. Not saying that a white artist necessarily can't do the job, but they want to see, they want to be represented in that hair and makeup trailer. Just, you know, besides them doing, you know, acting, they want to see other members on the crew, not just hair and makeup and costumes, but also they want to see somebody in a props department. They want to see somebody producing. They want to see somebody, um, you know, in all aspects of production that looks like them. Mm-hmm. They, want, they want to work on a set that better represents the world. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of, or let's just say this. They want, they, you know, let's just bring it home. They want to work on a set that better represents America. America is made up of so many different people. We have um, people of color. We have black people. We have Asians. We have Latinos. We have um, white people. You know, we have everybody, everybody here. And when you go into different neighborhoods, neighborhoods now are like, merging, you know, you may have some areas where there's all white, there's all black, or there's something in between. Now a lot of neighborhoods are merging, and you have a little bit of everybody in your neighborhood. So people want to see on set what they see outside in their everyday lives. So what, what do, you, do you think that, one, 
this whole Black Lives Matter movement has pushed us into these conversations again, one. And two, do you see things changing, ever changing, like in Hollywood, in, in, in the entertainment industry when it comes to diversity? Do you think we'll see more people of color in key positions um, on a production, like, you know, more department head positions? you know, as costume designer. And not just that, but on the shows where the, where the actors are predominantly a person of color or where they're predominantly black. Do you think you'll start seeing more people of color in key positions on those shows? Well, the first part of the question, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter movement, do you think that's kind of reigniting some of the conversations? Um. I do, I do believe that, you know, we started talking about these conversations a lot more. But I will say this, the conversations have never stopped being had over the years. Mm-hmm. But right. I do think Black Lives Matter, I think Black Lives Matter has given some people the boldness to speak out about it. Right. Um, but they've been talking all along. Um, I also say that now it's not just black people talking, but now you have your Caucasian um, people, and I'm just talking about in in this industry, um, joining the conversation. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they want to hear what you, you know, what you've been going through, because you have to think about it. A lot of black artists have been voicing this, but they've only been saying it to other black artists. Right. You know what I mean? So now, now they, they, they're talking, I, I do think the Black Lives Matter uh, movement has kind of sparked this conversation in a, in a huge way. Um, and it's not just, makeup artist, hairstylist, but now it's, you know, like you were talking about, costume design, production, um, like every department, somebody's speaking up now. And I just really think that it has right. given people some type of boldness to speak, like whereas they, people were afraid to speak because they didn't want to lose their jobs or what have you. Um, and I think, and also sometimes when you're the only person speaking, that brings a lot of fear as well. Um, do I think Hollywood will change? You know, um, to be honest, I feel like right now, I think Hollywood is going to do whatever they need to do right now to get things started back up and to get things moving. Um, it's really, when it comes to you know, who's being hired on a show, um, you know, how many, how, you just mentioned like uh, people, black um, actors now want to see people that look like them throughout the whole production. Honestly, that's not <laughs> Hollywood as a whole. That's, you know, like your individual producers on a show can make that happen. No problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's that easy. You know, UPMs and producers can make that happen quickly. 
you know, you over the years, even before all of this, you've had certain actors, and most of the time they were A-listers, um, who are like, listen, I want to see a black person in every department on this show. And the producers right. will make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And the producers will make it happen. So that's that's an easy fix. But here's the thing. If actors are now saying this is what they want to see, trust me and believe me, <clears throat> that is something that could have been said years ago. A lot of actors come in, especially if they're like either new or, you know, they they don't want to rock the boat in certain areas. They would rather they would rather let that be somebody else's battle, but I just want to make sure, you know, like they're giving me X, Y, and Z, you know what I mean? Versus right. I'm not worried about who's doing my hair or who's doing my makeup right now. That's just a battle I don't want to deal with right now. But right. I, I really say that, you know, like back in the day, if we had actors requesting those types of things long ago, it makes me wonder if, you know, things would be would be a little different because I do I because that's one of the things that I've always said over the years when I've you know we've interviewed so many people on this show over the last eleven years, but some of the actresses that we interviewed years ago shared stories about how you know they would go get their makeup done on the trailer and when once they left they would have to go back to their own personal trailers and you know kind of try to fix it or what have you and one of the questions we I remember asking this one particular actress was like well why didn't you just go back and tell her right you know and for a lot of times they don't say anything and so when they don't say anything, the actress who's not of color doesn't realize how bad it is. Or maybe they do realize how bad it is and just happy that the person didn't say anything. But, you know, nothing gets done when you don't open your mouth. So I feel now um, I'm trying to think of who the, um, I can see her face, the actress who who started the the whole thing about not having the hair, the comedian, actress, comedian, who um, oh, started the whole thing about not having. Say that again. Oh no, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Tiffany Haddish cutting her hair. No, 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 no. This 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 comedian um, who talked about not having, you know, hairstylists, black black hairstylists to do the hair. I'm, I I can see her face. I just can't think of her name. Um, but. You know, that kind of sparked a conversation for a little while last year. Um, I can't remember if it was last year or early this year. I think it was last year. It kind of sparked a conversation about, you know, needing more black hairstyles. Because like, just like you said, years ago, it was more so, it wasn't even, you didn't hear a whole lot about uh, not having black people to do my hair. It was always about the makeup. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but. It seems like it was always about the makeup, but now you hear more about the hair. But, I, again, I just think the Black Lives Matter movement has given people the confidence that they need to speak up. Because I think what it is is that because everybody's everybody's speaking up about something, so now it makes people feel more comfortable that they don't stand alone, you know? 
So right. I don't know I don't know if Hollywood would change, but I think if Hollywood was smart, the powers that be in Hollywood if they were smart, they would change. Right. They would change. So Yeah. I think they almost have to, you know. Mhm. I think they have yeah. to. They don't have to. But you know, that leads us into um what we have coming up is a series of conversations, several shows, um, pretty much about the black artist experience. And um, you all may have heard me say this before, like when we were asked to speak on the panel with uh, Michael DeVellis, um, before we, the actual day of the panel, I shared with Michael that I would love to continue the conversation um, on Beauty Talk. And so I've, we've started putting together some shows and pulling some guests together to do, it's going to be at least a six to eight part series um, on this same topic, you know, the black artist experience. And, but it's going to go beyond makeup and hair, you know, we're going to talk to publicists, uh, producers, um, you know, makeup department heads. Um, this is going to be all across the board, and just get a different, pers- you know, get everyone's perspective on, on the things that they've experienced in the, in the industry. And so, right. um, and so it is, and it's not, you know, when it comes to the artists, it's not going to be just, you know, film and television. You know, we're going to have artists who do, who does other, you know, other things. And so, it's going to be an interesting conversation, but. I just want everybody to stay tuned, look out for it. We will, uh, you will start seeing promotions about it coming up soon. Um, but we're going to, we just want to kind of deal with this issue and just kind of see how people are feeling, how, um, you know, our white counterparts are feeling. And, you know, we just had a, um, we were just on a, in a meeting with our union's diversity committee and some of the hair and makeup artists that, that are a part of that committee had some many things to share, which which really touched me because I, I was just so happy about how open these people were to sharing their lack of cooperation in, in 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 what they saw happening to black artists, you know what I'm saying that they were working with or what have you. Um, I would really love to get the seven the unions diversity panel um, on this show as a part of that series. Um, so we'll see about that. But um, they really did have a lot um, to share, and they're. There was this one young lady who talked about her experience, like how she listened to the way some of the other white, uh, you know, artists, hairstyles, makeup artists, talked about some of the black actors. And, you know, she, you know, she was like she wanted to do something about it or say something about it, and she was advised not to, you know, mm-hmm. but she was so bad she just left. So I just I just feel like um, 
there's so many people who want to be involved in this Black Lives Matter movement in this industry and in other industries. And, um, you know, and they're not all black, which I, which I love that, you know, and um, I just think it's a, it's a, it's not a black thing. It's, it's a everybody thing and situation. And, you know, we can all work on this um, together, but we have to be able to listen to each other and, and talk about what the issues are, um, but not always focus so much on black and white, you know what I mean? But just yeah. focusing on how we can just change it all. And so right. that's what we're bringing to the table coming up very soon. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good because it's, you know, we didn't get a chance to cover everything that day on that, on that Zoom panel, but we just touched on it. So I want to kind of dig deep and just, um, you know, try to get everybody to come in and just be able to just lay it all out. So that's what we're working on. So stay tuned for that. Um, and it's going to be good. It's really going to be good, and I'm excited about it. Um, also, we have coming up, you can tell them better than I can, about where what we're doing on, I think it's Friday. Is it Friday on Facebook? What we're going to be a part of? Oh, Friday, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Friday on um, Facebook Live. We, hold on, I'm going to get um, the information for you, but um, I wish you had to told me earlier. <laughs> but on Friday, <laughs> we are, um, we will be interviewed by Camille Cower, and she has her own little show that she does on Facebook Live. And um, it's going to be Friday at 6 p.m. And hold on for me, and I will pull the information for you. So, yeah, it'll be Friday. And it'll um, be Friday just got the- at 6 p.m. Facebook Live. Um, here we go. Yeah, with me. And this is, and it's just going to be, you know, it's an interview where she's just going to talk to us about entrepreneurship, um, our careers in film and TV. Um, and it's called the E Spot with Camille, and it's going to be. Um, and then you can find you can find her page, the E Spot with Camille, on Facebook, and it's going to be Friday. Um, the 17th, July 17th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which will be 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. And it will be Denise and Janice Tunnell, makeup artists, entrepreneurs, and hosts of Beauty Talk. So we will be her guests um, on Friday the 17th at 6 p.m. So be sure to follow uh, the eSpot with Camille uh, over on Facebook. And she has a, a whole lineup of guests. Uh, throughout the week, but again, we will be on Friday. All right. Well, that's all we have for tonight. Uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on Facebook at Beauty Talk Online. We're on Instagram at Beauty underscore Talk underscore Media, and on Twitter we are Beauty underscore Talk. You can follow both my sister and, um, Denise and I on all of our social media platforms. Just. Simply- 
find our name. And I am Janice Tunnell. That's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. And Denise is D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. So, again, we thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll chat with you guys again next Sunday night at 9 p.m. right here on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful evening, and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.